Micro-cheating. That's an interesting word, isn't it? When it comes to relationships, we understand the word cheating. It means that one person's being unfaithful to the other. And cheaters are people that get talked about. People say things such as, once a cheater, always a cheater, which, interestingly, is not necessarily true. But when it comes to micro-cheating, what is that? Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam with MH International. I'm glad to share with you information about relationships because that's what we do every day, all day long. Work with people like you and people in situations. Now, my guess is because you're listening to and watching a video having to do with micro-cheating, it means that something's going on. So let's talk about it for a minute. Stick around toward the end of this particular video. We're going to give you access to a free resource that you'll find very helpful. This is Marriage Helper Quick Tips, hosted by marriage and relationship expert, Dr. Joe Beam, CEO of Marriage Helper, Kimberly Beam Holmes, and our team of certified coaches. Our hosts will honestly share their hard-earned insight on some common marriage pitfalls and offer some quick tips backed by research that you can begin to use today. Regardless of the situation, what we teach will not only make your relationships better, but will also help you to become the best version of yourself along the way. Listen to Quick Tips wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave an honest review. We love hearing from you. Turn up the volume and prepare to take notes as we begin this week's episode of Quick Tips. As with most words that are kind of put together, like micro-cheating, it'll have a little bit different of a nuance of a meaning to one person and to another person. Because, you know, people do that with words that are not clear. But when we look at micro-cheating, basically what it means is this. It's doing something that may open a door to another relationship besides the one that you're in right now. In other words, activity that would, I guess we would call it inappropriate. You might be saying, well, what do you mean? If I'm just being funny with somebody, is that micro-cheating? Actually, it may. Then again, it may not. Flirting, if you're in a relationship, very easily can open a door to another relationship, whether you intend for that to happen or not. I have a friend, for example, who flirts all the time. He's not looking to try to seduce somebody else. He's not looking to leave the relationship with his wife. This particular guy flirts a lot because of the fact that his self-esteem has been damaged quite a bit in his life, and he's looking for approval. At the same time, while I would not ever say, well, I see you're flirting, you're trying to do something to mess up your own marriage, I would say you're flirting, you have charisma, you have great personality, and the women that you're flirting with may not read that exactly the same way as what you're doing. You understand that you're just trying to get attention and get approval, but they may be seeing this as your true, deep interest in them. And in that case, you are opening the door, at least in their mind, at least in their heart, if not your own. And then sometimes it goes past flirting, goes past humor, and goes into fishing. Fishing is when not only do you want approval, you want people to like you, those kinds of things, but fishing is when there's a part of you, even if you're not ready to admit it to yourself right now, there's a part of you that really is wondering if maybe, just maybe, this other relationship might be what you're really looking for. Oh, I'm happily married to her or to him, but my flirting gets a little bit out of hand, not just because of the fact that I want the approval, but maybe, just maybe, this person really would be interested in me. And maybe, just maybe, I would be interested in him or her. 
In that case, you're not just potentially opening the door in the mind of the other person. You're also potentially opening the door in your own mind. So you see, this micro-cheating is something you're doing that might create intimacy between you and another person. Now, I'm not talking about sex right now. When I say intimacy, I'm referring to into me see. It starts off as being funny or flirting or fishing, but then it becomes reciprocal, going both ways, and you start talking about things deeper. Maybe not on that particular occasion, but because of the fact that you've opened that door just a bit. When you get with each other again, uh, you go a little further. And when you're with each other again, a little bit further than that. So that actually now you're creating this into me see. You're letting the other person see what you really think, what you really feel, who you really are. You're letting them become part of your life and you are becoming part of their life. And that can deepen rapidly. Even if you keep telling yourself, well, I'm enjoying this. It feels good, but I'm a good person. I never would do anything wrong. Yet by developing that intimacy, by sharing things with that other person that he or she accepts, and they share things with you that you accept, you can start developing these emotions that get deeper and deeper. You don't put up any barriers because you're such good people. But one day you kind of realize, I don't want this to end. I like the way this feels. I want to go further with this. And then you wind up hiding things from your partner. So husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, What you're doing now is that you're texting this other person and there's no way in the world you'd want your spouse to see it because of the fact that it gets a little edgy, maybe even a little sexy. But even if not that, a little bit too open, a little bit too honest, a little bit too much of, well, I'm sharing things with this person that uh, I typically would only share with my spouse. And then maybe even further, phone calls. But you make sure that you are not in the presence of your spouse when that occurs. And so if he or she calls, you step out on the back porch, you take a walk around the block, or you make sure that you're not going to be at home when that happens. You're going to be someplace else. Oh, and finally, it can evolve into that. Well, people don't understand that we're just friends. And because of the fact that we know we'd never do anything wrong, but I don't want to lose your friendship. You know, there's this restaurant over here. Nobody ever goes there at night and they have some tables in the back where it's kind of dark. Why don't we just meet back there every so often and and just still be friends? Or, you know, there's this park over here in the middle of the day, nobody ever goes there. And back in the back, there's some picnic tables and you can't even see them unless you walk all the way back there. We're just friends. Let's just sometimes meet. You see, the first time you hide what you're doing, you have crossed the boundaries. And even though this is a point where you never would have started, you have evolved to this because of the micro-cheating to begin with. What do you mean? Having those conversations that are a little bit too intimate, a little bit too open, a little bit too flirty, a little bit too much of fishing to see if the other person feels the way about you that you think either you do or may feel about that person. And when you cross those boundaries, finally, then you don't know what you want next. Because now, cheating can very well develop into not just an emotional connection with the other person, but a sexual connection with the other person as well. Now, let me get the other side of that very quickly. What isn't micro-cheating? 
In other words, can I ever have a conversation with somebody other than my spouse and to be okay? Sure. You know, if you're being social, if you're being friendly, that's okay. Now, I'm saying that because of the fact that sometimes some spouses are so insecure that if you have any conversation with a person of the opposite sex, for example, that they start freaking out. Like, what were you talking about? I couldn't hear you. Is everything okay? Are we okay? Do you love me? If your spouse is being that hyper, we'll talk more about a couple of things in a minute you can do to help him or her. But being social, being friendly, being cordial is not micro-cheating. But having a conversation doesn't have to be micro-cheating either. The fact that you get into a conversation about politics or about religion, or about your favorite sports team, and you wind up laughing with each other and talking and engaging that conversation can be threatening to your spouse if your spouse is insecure. But in and of itself, those things, because they don't involve the flirting, the fishing, the crossing emotional barriers, the development of intimacy, those things aren't micro-cheating. Well, you say, but what if it is in the terms or eyes of my spouse? Okay, understand again that you don't want to make anything secret because that's when it starts getting bad. And when you start making things secret, you will actually make your spouse worry a whole lot because you can't keep things secret forever. Eventually, they're going to find out about the text or the phone calls or the meetings, and then things are going to go south in a big hurry. And so it can cause your spouse, who already has some insecurity, to develop a lot more insecurity. That's one thing it leads to. Or the other is that you actually wind up getting involved with the other person. Now, what to do, though, to keep you from going there? Let's talk about you first. Be honest with yourself. If you're flirting with another person, even if you think your wife or your husband understands, ask yourself what you're really trying to accomplish. Do you just want to make sure that people like you? Do you want to find some kind of approval? Are you looking for acceptance? If that's the case, may I recommend that you admit that to yourself and realize that the way you're looking for that approval is not the wisest way because of the fact that you very much can be opening the door for the other person to feel things toward you, even if you don't open toward them. And if you're going past that, if you're really enjoying these conversations with the other person, you begin to look forward to them. You play them over and over in your mind. Be honest with yourself that you're crossing boundaries. And the first time you even consider making it a secret, understand that you've crossed a big boundary. So be honest with yourself. Now you're thinking, well, wait a minute, Dr. Beam. A minute ago you said, but sometimes spouses are just insecure. What if that's the case? Well, the second thing we would recommend, whether your spouse is insecure or secure, do the same thing, and that's this. Be extremely honest with your spouse. If he or she asks you about a person, tell them the truth about everything. Don't hide anything. Even to the point, if your spouse says, it looked to me like you found that person very attractive. If you did, don't lie. Just say, well, you know, I do find that person attractive. And then your spouse may say something like, well, that makes me uncomfortable. Can you kind of avoid contact with her or with him? Then your response can be, got it, I understand. By being completely open and honest with your spouse, you can develop that security or help them, I should say, develop that security where they don't worry because you're not keeping anything secret. You're open and honest about what you think, what you feel. Now, if you're thinking, but wait a minute, Dr. Beam, my spouse is so insecure that I can't talk about anything like that because any honesty will set him or her off. Well, we have something 
that can help you with that. If you think that my spouse is too insecure, that I can't do anything, I can't say anything, well, there are various things you can do to try to fix that. Just don't try to fix your spouse. We have several tools and resources to help relationships get stronger, better, and even to repair them if they really are in trouble. We have a free strategy call you can have by calling us at the number you'll see on your screen right now. Now, you won't be talking to a counselor or a therapist. You'll be talking to one of our client representatives who can listen briefly to your situation. And if we have any of our resources, free or otherwise, that'll help you, they'll guide you to those. But remember, micro-cheating is dangerous because it can lead to real cheating. I mean, the real thing that destroys marriages. And the best time to stop that from happening is before ever the micro-cheating begins. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Marriage Helper Quick Tips. Please refer to the notes in the description to learn more about any resources mentioned in this episode. Please visit our website at marriagehelper.com for more information about our online courses, marriage workshops, and coaching. If you would like immediate help with your marriage situation, click the link on the screen to schedule a free marriage strategy call with one of our team members. We exist to save marriages and strengthen families. We'll see you next Friday on the next episode of Quick Tips.